Miracy. There was a library in Alexandria that, they say, contained every book in the world, every book that was ever written. The people from the West would come to study the religions and beliefs of the East, and those from the East came to study science and arts from the West. That was until one day, a great fire broke out, and the library burned to the ground. People were devastated. They couldn't believe that their precious library was gone. They traveled from far and wide just to see the burning remains of that important place to lament what was lost. There was one man who also came to see the remains of the library. He was bereft from the loss. He walked through the rubble and embers. He couldn't believe that nothing was saved. It was all gone. And he kicked the remains around to see if maybe there was anything to salvage, a single book that survived. And he found one. Hi, I'm Lisa Bloom, the Story Coach, and you're listening to Once Upon a Business. In each episode, we explore a story, a fairy tale or folk tale or traditional story, so that we can discover the amazing lessons relevant for business and for entrepreneurs. The man poked through the rubble of the Library of Alexandria and found at least a part of a book. And it wasn't just any book. It was a book that described the lost or hidden wonders of the world and told of where they could be found. But even this book was mostly destroyed. Other than one page, it told of the hidden treasure known as the Philosopher's Stone. The page said that the stone was on a beach on the shores of the Black Sea, and it described the exact location. It also told that the stone was the size of the palm of your hand, smooth and as black as you can imagine. The only surviving page of this precious book described that a person should hold the stone up to the sun, and then when the rays of the sun reflect through the stone onto a person's head, they will receive all the knowledge in the world in an instant. The young man immediately set out to find the hidden treasure. He walked for days that turned into weeks, until he reached the exact spot on the shores of the Black Sea. He ran down to the beach and saw a black stone. It was the size of his palm. He picked it up and held it up to the sun. Nothing happened. Then he saw there was another one, almost identical, on the beach beside where this one was. He picked that one up, held it in his palm, and lifted it up to the sun so that the sun rays would reflect right back towards his head. Again, nothing happened. He dropped the stone and looked down. The beach was full of palm-sized black stones scattered as far as he could see. He had his work cut out for him. He began to pick up a stone, hold it up to the sun, and then drop it back on the sand. He marked the place where he had started and worked methodically down the beach. And it took him hours, and then days, weeks, and then months. But one day, he found it. He picked up a beautifully smooth, palm-shaped black stone. He held it up to the sun, and just then the sun rays moved through the stone towards him, but he didn't notice. He dropped it onto the sand and moved on to the next one. Perhaps he's still there, picking up stones and holding them up to the sun. I 
actually don't remember when I heard this story for the first time, and yet it struck me, it spoke to me, and I've been telling the story ever since. There really was a library in Alexandria that was claimed to hold every book written by man that was worth reading. It was thought to be one of the most significant and largest libraries in the ancient world. But the fate of the library is still contentious and debated. Some say that it just lost scholars and interest and faded away over generations. Others said that it did indeed burn down, caused by war. I love how the story talks of the lament of the people, how the loss of this incredible resource was so painful. Because throughout the ages, books have been burned and continue to be burned or banned because of the fear of knowledge. Perhaps that was also the reason that the Library of Alexandria was destroyed. The story serves as a warning about what can happen if we fear knowledge or the power that people with knowledge can have. The story speaks to the grief that was experienced by so many people when this was gone. I think this is the first lesson of the story, not to fear knowledge. I see in business and companies that sometimes we fear bringing knowledge in, that what we do feels safer, even if we don't get the results we want, than taking on new knowledge or people to help us learn more. And this is a recipe for disaster. It's the path to metaphorically burning down our own business. The alternative may mean to hire specialists with deeper knowledge in order to help us grow and change. And this can feel frightening to business owners. Just recently, I worked with an entrepreneurial company. And as we discussed introducing new ideas and new ways of doing things, there was a lot of resistance. The team was pulling towards continuing to do what they know and have always done rather than taking on the new approach. We had to have deep conversation about how growth requires new knowledge and new ways of doing things. When the man found the only surviving page of the only book left from the fire, he immediately sets out to find the treasure. He's clear, determined, and has the map and his instructions. I love how he dives into this mission so fully it reminds me of how, as business owners, we tend to become determined and driven when we have a clear path forged ahead. I often wonder, what was the man planning to do before he got distracted by the page of the book that could guide him to treasure? Did he plan to go home, to go back to his life, his job, his family? And yet he gets on this path to find the Philosopher's Stone and nothing will deter him. I've met many entrepreneurs like this. They get on a path to find something, yes, a type of treasure and get almost blindsided as a result. They lose perspective on what else might be in their lives. These are the entrepreneurs or executives who will reach the top of their game and are richly rewarded by creating million-dollar businesses or running million-dollar companies, and yet their lives are a mess. They have broken relationships and poor physical and emotional health. I think this story reminds us not to get blindsided because not only does it distract us from everything else in our lives, it can also result in us missing out on the very things we're looking for. My favorite part of the story is when he finds the precious stone, but doesn't notice it. He picked up the stone, he held it to the sun, and just before the rays of wisdom get to him, he dropped the stone and picked up another. He moved on with his search. The lesson that we can so easily get distracted from the whole reason we're doing what we do. I remember an entrepreneur that I worked with who'd set up an elaborate process to work with all kinds of social media apps in order to market to what turned out to be the wrong market. She needed to simplify everything, go back to basics, and 
could find her market through a local network that had much more impact on her actually getting clients. But to persuade her to let go of this constant search, this constant moving forward with the wrong plan, was really quite difficult. Or the scores of times that people give presentations and never tell a story, and bore their audience to complacency and disinterest. Had they shared a few well-placed stories, they would have hit the mark and essentially found the treasure. I guess in life, we're all looking for the hidden treasure, the successful business, the perfect partner, the fit and healthy body, the time and energy to enjoy it all. And yet we get caught up in the chase of all that and sometimes miss the fact that we've already found it, that it's right there in front of us, that we don't need to search anymore, but instead gently hold the stone up to the sun and allow the wisdom of the world to enter into us and let us rest from our search. Maybe it's time for us to sit back and stop the constant search for all the things that we think we need or ought to have, and instead take a deep breath, look around, and see the wonderful treasures that are already here. I'm Lisa Bloom, and you've been listening to Once Upon a Business. You can find out more about me at story-coach.com. That's story-coach.com. Once Upon a Business is part of the Miracy FM podcast network, which also includes such shows as Just Between Coaches and Course Lab. This episode of Once Upon a Business was produced by Cynthia Lamb. Jeff Govertson assembled the episode. Danny Ini is our executive producer. Post-production was by Post Office Sound. So you don't miss the episodes that are coming up on Once Upon a Business, please follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. And if you like the show, please leave us a starred review. It really does help us out. Thank you. We'll see you next time.